Welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. All right. So before we get started, instead of for the typical intro, I want to talk to everyone about what we're about to see here. Now, this is going out to the Pookies and Ray Rays of the world. And this isn't me questioning your existence or trying to start a war between you and the non-Pookie Ray Rays. You know, this isn't going to be a Black versus Nagaga type thing. Uh, this isn't about that. What I do want to say is stop with the Nagaga stuff or be more strategic with the Nagaga stuff. There's going to be that particular type of brand of people within every race. But what I notice, especially here in California, is that there's a pattern of, of picking on a group of immigrants until they become strong, until they become a majority population, until they become... Um, essentially perhaps stronger than your group of Nagagas. And then that resentment lives on. You see this in California between Southern California Mexicans and Southern California Blacks. That's just something. It's, uh, you know, from what I understand of the history, and I'm not from Southern California, but from what I understand of the history, that before they got their numbers up and before they got their strength up and stuff like that, uh, they were highly picked on by the brothers in prison and outside of prison, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in the 80s and 90s. And now the paradigm has shifted significantly, but the hate is still there. So my advice is it's better to not mess with people first avoid preemptive strike because they will strike back and they will strike continuously. And now you have like a lifelong eternal enemy. So I was watching World Star Hip Hop today to cover the main story and to cover, um, and then I came across this one. Now, take a look at what's about to happen. I'm actually not going to play the audio because it's a lot of use of the N-word and I'm trying to clean it up a little bit. But apparently, a group of Asian immigrants jumped what is perceived to be a Black bully. At least that's what the title says, that he was bullying them. And then they got together and jumped them. And somebody came and broke it up. Now, now I'm going to play the audio. Is you crying? I thought you had me, bro. I don't know you. <laughs> now he said, I thought y'all had me, bro. To which the dude with the camera. Oh, and it was a bunch of black dudes standing around, not doing nothing while he get jumped by another race. And he said. I thought you had me, bro. To which the other dude said, I don't know you. The dude that's holding the camera said, I don't know you. You want me to jump into you getting jumped and I don't know you. Now, I don't know if this kid was a bully or not. 
there are certain things that happened that's going on that leads me to conclude that he is a bully. Um, one of the main things is that they ran away after. They ran away after he is, he does seem big for his, his frame is bigger than his face would suggest, meaning that he's big for his age. So I do suspect that he was a bully. They kind of cowered off afterwards to where, you know, they still feared reprisal. He didn't seem particularly hurt, even though uh, like 10 dudes, it took 10 dudes to take him down. Um, and it doesn't seem like any one of those kids could have taken him one on one. So it is very possible that he was um, a bully in that instance. Um, and then there was a the presumption of you should defend my right to bully. You should get involved in bully stuff. And it is possible that he also bullied black kids. Like maybe some of the people that were standing around. Like who knows what's going on? But the point is, the point is, because I don't know this kid and I don't know his situation. Uh, the point is, is that stop effing with people unnecessarily. Whether that's the case with him or not, stop effing with people unnecessarily. Assuming that others will have your back, assuming that people will help you bully others. Do not do that. Because it always comes back on you in the end. If there was just like a group of, of people who seems harmless because, you know, they're only 1% of the population and you think you could do to them what um, white Americans did to you in the 50s, if you think that you can get away with that and that there won't be some type of uh, future reprisal, you are sorely mistaken. Leave people alone. Don't mess with people who don't mess with you. Just because you can, just because you have the physicality of messing with somebody doesn't mean that you should. It's not a show of strength. And then in the end, you know, What's behind you? I don't know stuff you. happens. Look, look at all those black people. You good? Look at all those black people standing around watching. You good? Yep, that happened. That happened. All right. So, and yeah, somebody said, are you crying? Listen, brothers have a tendency to just shame somebody. So what if he was? Like, this? you, you get beat up. That's sometimes what happens when, especially when you're young, you know? Like, if you're not going to participate in any way other than adding to the humiliation of this, by filming it, if you're not going to do anything like that, um, then it's better to not say anything. Like, I remember I got jumped when I was a kid, right? Um, um, I was maybe like in the third grade. And um, a group of boys wanted some uh, candy that I had. And it wasn't that they jumped me per se. Is that, but they kept begging and they surrounded me. It was three of them. And they surrounded me as they did it. And then, um, and then I just was like, all right, um, I'm going to just throw the first punch. I don't know why, but this is third grade me. This is seven-year-old me. 
So threw the first punch and then I got jumped. Um, and I was holding on to the candy while I was getting my ass whooped. And then they hopped on the bus. And of course I didn't get, I waited for the next bus. Of course I didn't get on the bus with the dudes that just jumped me, even though I had to see him at school the next day. But um, what happened afterwards was interesting. So an old white lady who is the school crossing guard, she came to talk. She crossed the street to talk and give me some words of wisdom. And I was looking like, F your words of wisdom. You sat there and watched the whole thing. I understand you not wanting to participate, even at that age. I understand you not wanting to participate, even though I felt that adults should break up fights between kids. But I understand that you're not like the campus security or a teacher or something like that. You're a school crossing guard. And actually, at the at the time, I was thinking that she couldn't leave her post. Like, at that age, I literally thought that if she stopped holding that sign, then cars would crash. So I was thinking, like, that's why she didn't. But then when she stopped just to come over and give, like, a little spill or, like, a little take on what happened, I was like, what is that about? You're not helping. Why are you here? Just go cross the guard. Just, 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 just go. Just go hold the sign. You're not doing nothing. Just, just stop. You didn't help with the situation at all. I was seven. Somebody say, how old were you? I was seven. You didn't help with this situation at all. I think that was the worst day of my life. No, it wasn't. You know, because really just like an adult whooping with a switch or something is worse than that. But, but still, still, stuff like that happens when you're a kid. It was messed up. I threw the first punch. So, hey, in a way, I deserved it. In a way, I will say I deserved it. You know, they were begging. I thought that they was like threatening to jump. They, they, they was begging in a threatening manner. Anyway, that's what happened. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say, are, I don't, and I didn't cry. Don't say, are you crying or nothing like that? I don't want to hear nothing from onlookers. All right. So that's that. Now to the main story. All right. Hit the like button, people. And by the way, fair use, fair use. All right. Now, before we get started, I want to play a quick game of Guess the Race. Guess the Race. So, a social worker told a 14-year-old girl that it is okay or that she should be a prostitute. I would like for you to first guess the race of the social worker. All right, somebody said white. All right, let's let's watch a little bit more. All right, let's see if anybody gets it right. Somebody said African-American. Okay. Somebody said black. Black. Okay, so yeah, we're getting we're getting black here. Well, the blacks have it. 
The Blacks have it. So, yes, a black social worker said, well, I'll play the video. It can explain it better than I can. Fair use, fair use. Now, I want to point out something before I get into it. Only on Fox. Meaning that Fox is the only people that will cover it because anyone else will make it seem like they're putting black women in a bad light. Nobody else. So a lot of stuff that they do get swept under the rug. But since, you know, um, Fox is unapologetically, you know, to the right, they call stuff like this out. And this isn't me saying I have a bias for them. I'm just saying like there's a reason why other people didn't cover this exclusive story. All right. And we begin tonight with a story that you'll only see here on Fox. An employee with Child Protective Services is caught on camera. Look at his outfit. Look at what he has on. Look at his shirt. He says, I'm going to wear the solid. Now, I'm no Kevin Samuels. I am no Kevin Samuels. Nor, um, I had a funeral last month. Fortunately, not mine. But um, a distant friend's uh, um, family member passed. And I didn't even wear a tie to that. I wore black. I didn't wear a tie. I don't wear ties often. I don't dress up um, often. But when I do, I don't clash. That's Come on, dude. Telling a 14-year-old girl in foster care to become a prostitute. That's right, and this girl is one of hundreds of kids in CPS custody living in hotels all over the state. Fox 26's Randy Wallace live from Southwest Houston here with this story. Wait a minute. How does this... Okay. Fortunately, um, and this isn't a shot at, um, at those who have. You know, it's an unfortunate situation um, all around. It's not a shot at those who have. I'm not familiar with how that particular system work. I do have family members who foster kids. And as I understand it, they bring them, you know, they, they find a home like, um, like my family member who fostered kids and they pay them to essentially be the de facto parent of the kids um, until they find adoption. You know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the the dynamic, the personalities is such a mismatch between the foster parent and the foster kid that, you know, the foster parent just says, you know, goodbye, and they find another one eventually. Um, sometimes they do that. Sometimes they um, sometimes they stay with them until they're 18 and, you know, they're treated just like the regular kids. You know, so it, it's a it's an interesting dynamic, but. I never heard, I never heard of them staying in a hotel. Okay, so so you're not the only one, an educated lame. So, like, are they just treating them like they're emancipated adults living in a hotel? Because that is sick. That is sick. Like, I assume that there's that, that there was, as I described with the foster parent system, and then I assume that there was orphanages to where... To where you know it's just like it's just like a boarding school with hundreds of kids, and I thought that if you wind up in a system, those are the two things 
that happens. But according to them, they just put you up in a hotel somewhere. I mean, to me, that's sick because there's no parental oversight. And if so, it's a grown man or a woman living in a hotel with it with a minor. That's not their kid. That's who Houston do better. Randy, the exclusive. Yeah, Jonathan. Now, earlier this year, a federal judge scorned Child Protective Services for making kids available for prostitution in the CPS system. Now we have a case where an employee with that state agency is actually encouraging prostitution of a 14-year-old child. Look at her shape. Look at her shape. Look at her arms. Look at her gut. She's wearing pants. I can't see her face, but I can imagine that is pretty freaking awful. Hit the like button. Look at all this. This is who is in charge of people. Okay. Now, for those of you who missed my videos on social workers, the reason why chicks like this become social workers, you know, these are the ones who took a very easy major in college, but they do it to, okay, it's two things I noticed that black women gravitate towards um, when they say I'm going, and I'm not talking about the ones who are straight out of high school into college. I'm talking about the ones who, um, who went into the workforce, had a couple kids, and then they go back to school, they always do one of two things. They say, I want to be a probational, probation officer. I'm studying criminal justice because I want to be a probation officer or a social worker. And the reason that they do that is so they can go back into the hood with clout. I repeat, they do that so they can go back into the hood with their dick out. So they can go into the hood and say stuff like, um, um, I could take your black ass to jail. Or I could take your kids away. Because see, um, only in the hood are they afraid of that because they're receiving like social benefits. So they're the ones who are afraid of the social worker coming and saying you are unfit or a social worker coming and be like, oh, I know you got a man living here. I know you got a man living here. I could bankrupt your entire family. They want to come back to the hood with clout because in the hood, the social worker slash probation officer is God. They are God in the hood. Mama is God. Okay, here's the thing. Because we're mostly, the people here are either atheist, agnostic, or some sort of Abrahamic religion, which there is no hierarchy. There is just um, a monolith. However, if you look at the people who didn't have monoliths, they had like gods, and then they had the lesser gods. Like you had Zeus, Titan, um, Pluto, these were like the major gods. 
And then you had the lesser gods like Vulcans and, you know, Mars and stuff like that. You had the lesser gods. Your mother in the hood is a lesser god. In the hood, the black man is the god of bread. He is the god of turning um, turning grain into bread. That is him. He's that god. He is one of the more useless gods. The mother is like a, a uh, major god. And the social worker, however, is the supreme god. That is the supreme goddess of the hood. She just strolls in like, 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 um, like Jupiter visiting Rome. She just strolls in. Everybody's on their best behavior when she comes through. Everybody cleans up, even though they normally don't, when she comes through. They love that. They seen that growing up, and they say, I want to be that. And this is that. This is your God. Look at that shirt. Look at how um, disgustingly sloppy this person is. Now, let's listen again at what she had to say. Fair use. Old child. There'll be a home, be a real home. Wouldn't they remove a child from a parent that told their child to be a prostitute? They should. Okay. Now, slightly in in her defense, she didn't tell that. Hit the like button. She didn't tell that girl to become a prostitute. What she said was, "If you're going to be a prostitute." If you are going to be a prostitute, then be a real prostitute. Now, what does that mean? I well, I don't know. Sometimes I try to speak Nagagger, but I actually don't know what a fake prostitute is. I don't. I don't deal in prostitutes that much. So I don't really know what a fake one is. I can imagine maybe it's one that, holy crap, holy crap. Ah, a disturbing thought just came in my brain. Uh, oh, crap. Oh, crap. I wish I didn't have a brain that works the way that it works. Because now I realize the depth of awfulness that she is when trying to figure out what a fake prostitute is. Here is what she is calling a fake prostitute. Um, a woman who accepts things from men and then puts out as she should. Now, I'm not talking about a 14 year old, I said a woman. A woman who, okay, so we all seen the instance where, you know, the chicks are accepting like $5,000 gifts and, you know, they're accepting this, accepting that, and they're not putting out. She's saying that if you put out, then you are a fake prostitute. And if you are going to sleep with a guy that, that spent a lot of money on you on a date, then you might as well be on the streets sucking dick is essentially what she's saying. 
she is saying that if you are going to be decent with guys who are decent with you in your own age bracket or otherwise, then you might as well be a complete hoe. Ain't no half hoeing. You might as well be a complete hoe if you are going to, to put out for a guy who, who spent his entire check taking you to Red Lobster. You might as well be a complete hoe, is what she's saying. Yeah, I don't know how foster kids are in the hotel, but I'm not even going to dwell on that. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. And they would. Keisha Basley has nine kids. She turned to Child Protective Services to help her with her fortune. Oh, God. Oh, God. Got to play this again. I got to. I got to. Got to be fair to the audience. Because they, they will gloss over it. But nope. Her face looked like a map of Montana. Just hella peaks and valleys and stuff like that. And then she has the makeup to cover it. She has the, and look at the, look at the um, expression on her face. Look at the, look at the um, RBF. Look at the tattoo on the neck. Yep. Everything is wrong here. But there's something more specifically I want to, um, I want to point out. Look at this guy. All right. You know what this guy, he looks like, uh, he looks like, uh, uh, he don't look like King of the Hill. He looks like the guy that's not King of the Hill. But not the skinny ones, the big dude that's not Hank Hill, but the other one. There's four of them and they stand around and drink beer. beer and he looks like one of those. I forget his name. Somebody help me out. But hold on. And they would. Keisha Basley has. There you go. Her name is literally Keisha. Her name is literally Keisha. That is just too on the nose. Yeah, Bill. That's his name, Bill. Her name is literally Keisha. That kills it right there. Her name is literally Keisha. She has nine kids and she is asking the government for help raising one of her kids. Her name is literally Keisha. How stereotypical can <laughs> Bill Dotree? How stereotypical can you be? Your name is literally Keisha and you have nine kids on state assistance or government assistance. I don't even know which which, you know, is it state, city, or federal? Like, how, who pays for that? But I do know that you're not. And you got nine of them motherfuckers. You got nine. Not a daddy in sight. You got nine kids. Your name is Keisha. You got a tattoo on your neck. And this is your life. 
Keisha Basley has nine kids. She turned to Child Protective Services to help her with her 14-year-old daughter, who she... Nobody turns to Child Protective Services. Services. Who in the hell turns to that? What in the hell? I turned to Child Protective Services. I thought that Child Protective Services is who I call on people. Oh, yes. Yes. I... I will snitch. I will snitch. I see you. I see you messing with a kid or something like that, or just doing something um, I don't like. Like if I see you going to the club and the kid is at home, I am snitching, and all the neighbors know that. Everybody know I do stuff like that all the fucking time. I thought that that's who comes when somebody like me snitch on you. That's what I thought. I thought that that's who came, but she actually took. Her 14-year-old daughter to Child Protective Services, who prior to was um, was reprimanded by a judge for allowing prostitution and for whatever strange reasons keep kids in hotels, you know, where the truck drivers go and stuff. I assumed that she actually took her daughter to the place that apparently seems to be pimping out kids. You took your 14-year-old daughter there. She says was running away and causing trouble at school. My daughter told me that the worker had been telling her that she should do these things. So she said she decided to video her. So this social worker is chronically, she's chronically pressuring her to be a, to be a hoe. And I'm going to explain why. I'm going to explain why she's chronically pressuring her to be a prostitute. Because she's right. I mean, the girl, so apparently the girl didn't want to do it. You know, it's not like she, she, so it wasn't like she was half prostituting to where like she was just charging dudes $10 to put the tip in or something like that. Like, like she was partially doing it. She, this is a girl who obviously is looking to live a fast life, not prostitution, but she is looking to live a more exciting life than what her mother and eight siblings is providing her. So understanding that, uh, but she don't want to take it that far. And this chick here is saying, no, take it that far. You want some excitement? Then be a hoe. And I'm not talking about no half hoe. Be a ho-ho. Like Santa Claus's bitch. CPS is housing the girl at a hotel. She's one of dozens in Harris County. In the video, she tells the CPS employee she wants food. There is a bunch of underage girls in a hotel? Okay. And this is me remembering a long time ago of my 14-year-old boy self. That is a lick. I am smashing. Do you know how hard it do you know how hard it is? Um, um, and it's probably easier now. You know how hard it is or was or what have you to get ass at 14. And I'm not talking about because uh the getting was bad, because I grew up in a time, fortunately, where the getting is good. I know it's bad now, but I grew up in a time where the getting is good. 
However, it's hard to find a place to get the goods. You have to cut school while your parents or her parents are at work because when you're when you're lower middle class to you know middle class or something like that you their parents don't go on vacations like that movie house party where plays parents just went on vacation and he had the whole huge house to himself and he threw a party that didn't really happen in the hood like that so they took their vacations locally and typically they took us with them so it was hard to find opportunity even if the willingness was on both her and him it was difficult to find opportunity to smash. But if they got their own hotel, then oh, the gloves is off. It is a party every day. So basically, you take a bunch of uh, runaway girls. Houston, you're stupid. Houston, we have an idiot here, and it's you. You know, y'all got all of NASA, and y'all stupid as hell. Y'all take a bunch of a bunch of kids who are tired of being under their parents' thumb so they're runaways and they're acting out and they're looking for a good time while going through puberty and y'all give them their own damn hotel. You're stupid. You're stupid. Houston, we have a stupid here. I know the other 14-year-old girls are jealous. They're like, oh, poor me. I'm living with a loving family. Oh, and by the way, had to check some little, um, and she was cute for however old she was, right? Had to check some little um, um, nasty little tramp, maybe like two months ago, um, asking me to buy her alcohol. Fuck you. Listen, you you might find some thirsty, some thirsty ass adult, you know, and he should get his adult card. I'm not buying you shit. I'm not talking about buy it, buy it for me. Like, no, she gave me the money and I use my adultness to buy. I'm not giving you shit. Fuck you. And now I know that they're going to take it back to a hotel and do God knows what. Listen, nah, that's not about to fly. All right. Uh, Mr. Shane Vicious says, uh, thanks a lot. It says, uh, some people just foster for the check, uh, not the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those people need they ass work. They they truly do. They they truly do. But I still think that even after a thorough one, they would still continue to do it. Um it it does take a special type to to do that. Now the people in my family that did it, they lost money on the deal taking the kids to Disneyland and stuff like that. But anyway, um some people foster just for the check, not the kids. All right, got another one says hit the like button it says in wv uh we called girls uh like those lock lizard what's wv west virginia we call girls like i mean listen uh, i'm not gonna say i'm not even gonna like judge the girls I'm not even gonna judge the girls but i'm just saying like knowing, and I'm not a specialist in young girls' behavior because I don't have any daughters of my own, but I used to be a young man. And I will say that this is the worst possible thing you can do to them. And that is um, emancipate them prematurely, especially because of their bad behavior. That's twisted. And the mother, she signed her up for this. She basically saying, 
I got to get rid of some of my kids. I have nine of them. I got to shift the responsibility of some of my nine kids to another, to a government entity. That is what the mother's saying. Sorry if my internet is choppy. All right, let me go back a little bit. In the video, she tells the CPS employee she wants food. The CPS worker tells her to be a prostitute. Ain't that a bitch? Ain't that a fat-ass, ugly, blurry-faced bitch? So what in the hell is going on? Houston, y'all need to be kicked out of the union for some stupid-ass crap like that. Y'all are taking 14-year-old girls putting them in hotels and not feeding them? You're taking 14-year-old girls, putting them in hotels and not feeding them, and then you send some, some like, she seem like a de facto pimp of some sort to go out and, and pimp the girls. All this in the backdrop of a mother that's there. The mother is there. She just don't want to feed or clothe her. Or she she basically just got tired of raising her because she got eight other kids. And I don't even know how many of those kids are being raised by somebody else. But she's tired of raising her, which means that she is the type of woman that gets tired of raising kids and then just autumn and then just all of a sudden stop. Like, you know something? Um, you're 14 now and uh I'm done with you. So uh I'm gonna just uh, we're gonna take a trip to the CPS. And then that's it. Now, instead of for the daughter saying to the mom. Mom, they are not feeding me. Let me have some food. I need food. Give me food. Instead of her saying that to her mother, and she probably did, her mother said, uh, well, are they asking you to hoe? Because if they're asking you to hoe, that's a big deal. Not feeding you is okay. Not feeding you is a acceptable thing because, you know, Hey, it's the government, right? Damn, she got nine kids. What was feeding them like before? Like she got a two-bedroom apartment, nine kids. I bet you she just like like threw a bag of chips in the room and closed the door and and, and just listened as they scurried for it. Like, what in the hell? She just threw a bucket of chicken in the room and <laughs> holy crap. She only got money enough to feed eight kids. What in the hell is going on with the world today? When you got mothers like this, she sees nothing wrong. She sees nothing wrong being named Keisha with a tattoo on your neck. Getting rid of kids based on their GPA. She sees nothing wrong with that. But that's my point. So the girl is in a CPS um, hotel 
a CPS provided hotel, you know, where they keep their 14 year olds. She's in a CPS provided hotel. Unfed. She calls the mother asking for food and the mother, the mother is like, no, I'm going to call another government agency to feed you. It is the government responsibility to feed my kids. So I keep having them on the free. I mean, she was basically encouraging a 14-year-old girl to become a prostitute. And giving her an incentive to do so and almost a threat uh, of not having her needs being met if she didn't do what this woman very explicitly told her to do. If I, me, the parent, was to do something like this to my child, I would be bashed. I would be called a horrible parent. I would you are a horrible parent. You are a horrible parent. Wait, you think you not doing this makes you a better parent? You put your daughter, you put your um, budding daughter into a situation that very commonly leads to that. You put your, you put your um, just pubescent daughter into a situation that commonly leads to that. And you know it, and you were in contact with her through the entire endeavor. Your daughter called you and said, they got me here in a hotel. And you was like, okay, my 14-year-old daughter can live in a hotel. And when I think of hotels, I always think of truck stops. I don't know why, but I do. I always think of truck stops. Now, of course, you have like the higher-end hotels. But even, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hotels primarily is where people go to fuck when they can't fuck at home. And that's why I think truck drivers. So even though like at hotels, you have like families on vacation and stuff like that. Um, I would say in most hotels, even the higher end ones, they just have like higher end people that they're fucking or that are fucking. But um, even then, the majority of the rooms, I'd say 51 plus percent of the people are there to fuck. And that is the environment that you sent your daughter to. And you think that you're a better person because you did not directly tell her to be a prostitute. You're awful. You're awful. You got a bunch of Morgan Freeman crap on your face. Your neck is too big and, and you got a tattoo on it. You're an awful person, Keisha. Will lose my kids. Vasily filed a formal complaint. And what do you mean I would lose my kids? You gave her away. 
I would lose my kids. I would lose the kid that I gave to Child Protective Services. I would lose the kid that I gave to Child Protective Services. See, it's not a matter of you losing your kids. It's a matter of you losing that check. It's a matter of you losing that check. And you want to know why? She chose her to do this. And this is going to piss y'all off. Actually, I'm going to wait. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to wait for the end for this real piss off. Hold on. Let me write it down. I forget stuff like that. with CPS. This should not happen to girls in their care. This should not happen. This is unacceptable. Jamie Masters, the commissioner of CPS. Wait, is that the girl's leg? Oh my God. In their care. This oh my God. Oh crap. Okay. Should not happen. This is unacceptable. Jamie Masters, the commissioner of CPS, came to Houston to personally apologize to Basley and her daughter. I've never seen that happen before where a commissioner of CPS comes in from Austin uh, just to apologize about something that's horrible that's been done to a child and a parent involved with CPS. I do not believe that that was genuine. I really don't. It's bad enough if it's one rogue case. It was genuine. It was genuine. Like he was like, hey, I'm sorry to do that that happened. Because see, here's the thing. It wouldn't be genuine if he did it. He has nothing to gain from apologizing. And really, I'm not a big fan of people apologizing for the actions of others. So, yeah, I think that he really is sad that it happened. Um, nevertheless, you are stupid. You, you, you are stupid. Like all the stuff I'm describing, and trust me, I do not know how the system works. I don't know the budget. I don't know what y'all got going on. But anybody who came, and, and I understand that there are more foster kids then there are foster parents. I also understand that it is very difficult for a unbehaved, um, a, a unbehaved fourteen-year-old to find a foster parent. I wouldn't want to deal with that shit personally, especially as a man, because she could pretty much say anything, you know. So I would just as soon not deal with no crap like that. Um, so I get that she will have a tough time being placed. A hotel is the worst case scenario. Like, what about that orphan Annie stuff? Like, don't they have that? Like, you know, at least there's an adult there feeding them gruel and shit. Like, don't they have? I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know how the system worked outside of the, the kids I know that were fostered, which, and they had it good. They had it most, they had it better than most. But do better. Come up with a brighter idea. It's not my job to come up with ideas. I know that putting it in my hotel is just plain stupid. Caseworker. It concerns me that it may be bigger than that. And, and they need to investigate this and make sure that it's not just one person. 
and they've got to figure out a way to protect these kids. CPS sent us the following prepared statement. DFPS is aware of the video and has taken action. The person in the video who was employed as CPS support staff was dismissed from her position August 10th. The safety and appropriateness with which children in care must be treated is our paramount concern. Nothing less will be tolerated. Reporting live from the Southwest side, Randy Wallace, Fox 26 News. All right. Here's my take. Yeah, Oliver Twist. Yeah, like all those people. That's that's how I thought stuff like that happened. Like, you know, um, I know in other countries, like that's how your clothes are made. You know, when they say made in China, it's probably made by a kid that would be an orphan. But even that is better than this shit. Putting them in a hotel and waiting till they need food. Like that is just a hotbed for turning their bed hot. All right, here's the thing. So the chick was fired. Who gives a shit? So she's so she's fired but she's free to to raise havoc elsewhere. No. No. She needs to be arrested. She needs to be arrested for pimping. And I'm not really an advocate of arresting pimps who deals. Um, I'm not an advocate of arresting pimps because I think that pimping for the most part is a agreement between consenting adults. As long as it's done between consenting adults, I have no problem with uh, the existence of pimps. I don't. Um, I do think that they're unfairly thrown under the bus a lot. Um, and that's for, that's just for societal reasons. But there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, however, if um, a guy has a girlfriend and that girlfriend um, wants to make money by being a sex worker, and share that wealth with him. I don't really see the legal problem in that. Like if people have uh, separate issues with that, then that's a separate issue. I don't really see a legal problem with that. However, it is against the law. And it's against the law to protect uh, younger women from situations. And this is the situation. She should be arrested for... Um, pimping a minor. And I don't know what the legal term is for that, but whatever, like those guys that go around trying to convince 14-year-olds to sell their body and then they go to jail forever, you know, they get double-digit years, she should get that. She is literally doing that. She is literally doing that. She is literally you know, doing what pimps do. What do you call that? Uh, procuring or something like that? She is literally doing that. Even if it's not for her. The mere suggestion. Any one of you grown-ass men go up to a 14-year-old and try to put some crap like that and see how quick those cuffs don't go on you. One that you know is 14 because of your dealing. If any one of you guys, if you're if you are her teacher, if you are her teacher, say you're her math teacher. And you was to say, you know, and you wanted to make a math problem and you say, so a hoe charges $40 a trick and she has 10 tricks. How much money did she make that night? 
If you was to come up with a math problem like that, they'd take your ass to jail. But they they leave this chick and those like her free. Free to raise future havoc. Nine kids. Um, obviously, the fruit hasn't fallen far. Oh, I'm going to get into that. I am going to get into that because there is something sicker. This mom is an awful bitch. And I'm going to explain why in a moment. Uh, Uncle Stu, salute to you. Salute to you, brother. It says, uh, support the stream. Salute. Salute. Appreciate you, bro. All right. Get the likes up. And let's see. Yeah, soliciting. Soliciting. Yeah, soliciting of a minor. What the fuck? Even if it's to somebody else's benefit, it's a, it's a solicitation. Especially if you know. I'm not going to lie. I got caught up, you know. You know, approach a chick, shorty, and then, you know, like, hey. And then she'll just say, like, I'm 17. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to walk the fuck away now, and that's it. You know, I shouldn't get arrested for that. But this bitch, knowing that she's 14, and 14 is a far cry from 18. I don't know what the age of consent is in Texas, but, you know, it's a far cry from whatever the age of consent is. I doubt Texas is that fucked up. You know, it's a far cry from whatever the age of consent is. She is a minor, and y'all fucking with her. Y'all fucking with her. She should be arrested. Not just fired. She should be arrested. People get fired from Burger King. I got fired from Burger King for going to prom, and they had me scheduled to come in that day. Fuck that. Now, back to what I was going to say before. I'm glad I wrote it down. The mother, hit the like button, the mother wants her pregnant. You see, here's the thing. I done seen a lot. I done seen a lot in my um, 40 plus years. And what I've noticed about a lot of these hood bitch moms is that they want their daughters to continue the cycle for a check. You see, once the daughters start coming of age, two things are happening. One, they are coming of the age to where they are now fertile. They are capable of producing kids. And two, they're about to become of an age to where they no longer are bringing in money. So they send their daughters out. They send their daughters out to go out and get pregnant. And then they, they come back pregnant, broken, crying, what do I do, mom? And then the mom says, we'll take care of them. You hear what I said? We'll take care of them. Me, you, and the government is going to take care of this kid. I now got another, I don't know, I got years out of this. I've got year I got more years out of this situation now that we're taking care of this kid. 
She was set up. She was set up to get pregnant so the mom can benefit. Like, oh, so daughter, they got you alone at 14 in a hotel room by yourself. Um, okay. By the way, um, the doctor told me you were allergic to condoms. So I'll see you in nine months and you know, we'll and then I'll be your mother again. And then I'll be your mother again. Nine months from now, I'll be your mother again. Exactly. I'll claim dependency. I have something. I already claimed nine on my dependency. Now I'm going to claim 10. I've seen it happen. I could tell y'all stories, but I don't want this to be a story hour. I could tell y'all stories about how I know these chicks are setting their daughters up to get pregnant. And fellas, listen to me and listen to me good. Because I got a fella who's... Um, getting separated right now, right? Women are masters of doing bad things and making others seem like the bad guy for it. And I'll give you a common example. This isn't what my partner's going through. Women have stopped fucking a guy, right? They'll stop fucking their husband. And then... They know that eventually he will cheat. There's three things he's going to do. He's going to divorce her, cheat, or live the rest of his life not fucking. Those are his three options at that point. She's okay with all of those outcomes. But what's common, what's going to commonly happen is he's going to cheat. And when he does... She's going to tell everybody that's willing to listen, including his kids, including y'all kids. He cheated on me. He cheated on me. I can't believe he cheated on me. He cheated on me. He's such a cheater. The reason why I'm divorcing him. Oh, and I want half. The reason why I'm divorcing him and taking half of his shit is because he cheated on me. I'm the victim of such a cheating man. He cheated on me. He wanted his cake and eat it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. Listen, listen. If you are ladies and gentlemen, but especially you ladies, you listen to me and you listen to me good. Damn it. If you are not fucking your man on demand, then anything that happens is your fault. You broke up the home. If you are not fucking your man on demand, you broke up the home. Period. It is all your fault. Everything that transpires after you not fucking him is a result of your actions. Okay? Period. And I don't care if you mad because he left the toilet seat up. Or I don't care. I don't care if you mad because he accidentally ran the car into the house. You are to fuck him on demand regardless. Anything that happens is your fucking fault. That is the first question. Like, oh yeah, he cheated. Well, you fucking... It's not even cheating if... Listen, it's not even cheating if you are not fucking him on demand. If you are not fucking him on the on demand, it's not cheating because cheating means that he's having sex with somebody else. And if he's not having sex with you, then he's not having sex with somebody else.
bitch. If a man, if you stop feeding your man and he goes to a restaurant, that's not cheating. He's doing what nature prohibits. You are to fuck on demand. Period. And I don't care if you're on your period. You figure something out if you want some pussy. Figure it out. Nasty bitch. Anyway, this is an example of that. She set her daughter up to get slawed out and eventually get pregnant. She knows that, um, that that daughter is going to start to feel the pressure of being 18. She's going to start to feel the pressure of being 18. She's going to be like, okay, you know, I'm about to be 18 and I'm my grades aren't going to get me into any major university. And even if they did, I don't even have the $55 application fee for um, for any university. The military isn't for me. Entry-level wages do not pay enough for a living. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do the only thing that I know. And how many of you, how many of you young men used to used to um, deal with chicks in situations? How many of you young, and I'm not talking about uh, young as in like 20s. I'm talking about young as in underage dudes. How many of y'all um, were dealing with these young girls who wanted to get pregnant? Who, who you know, I, listen, I remember chicks would grab, okay, because remember I graduated high school at 17. So even though I was, um, you know, for at least a short period, I was a high school graduate. I was still a minor myself and I was still allowed to deal with 17 year old girls and stuff. But because I was a little bit um, established, I mean, I had my own place and stuff. Um, I think that they seen like an opportunity. And at that stage, these bitches will grab the condom off. They would grab the condom off my erect penis. Like right before insertion. And then I put another one on, and then some some of them, bitch. I, I had one of them. I had one of them close a pussy all together. She said, Nope, I am not going to take condom pussy. Or I'm not going to take condom dick. She called that condemnation. <laughs> all right. Shout out to uh, Solo Dolo. Appreciate the super sticker, brother. That's why. These chicks are trying to get pregnant to get on the system. They start receiving pressure from the mother at around this age to get pregnant. The mother is setting this chick up to get pregnant. I've seen it happen so many times. So, so many times. I've seen it happen one. And I'm not going to tell the whole story behind this. I'll save that for another episode. But I've seen it happen once. Where the mother had two daughters and one of them was already an adult, like 24, and the other one was about to become an adult. The one that was going to become an adult um, or the one that was already an adult, she had a kid. She had a um, she had a three year old. And the um, the mother. Declared her daughter as an unfit mother or she attempted to declare her daughter as an unfit mother 
so she can get custody of it and she uh, of the daughter um of the granddaughter and she was adamant about it like she was she was just trying to get over she tried to take custody just so she could get on because the 24 year old didn't live with her and she's seen her younger daughter about to become of age and she wouldn't get a check from her she's seen the ship sinking and she was like i gotta get in i got to i gotta do something about this i'm about to lose money I hope Texas and other red states are ready to pay out um, more welfare for these strags uh, since they are restricting or banning abortions. I assume that that's less welfare, right? Oh, no, that's more because they're having the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is a paradox. Okay. So, um, and another thing, this will probably be the last thing, so I want to keep this under an hour. But one of the last things I want to um, mention on this on this topic is prostitution in the black community. Prostitution is too normalized in the black community. It's yeah, it is. Um, in the sense that, and I'm not saying that, um, all black women are prostitutes or at least are even, most or maybe even not many are direct prostitutes in the sense that they're out on the street or they're they're on some dating site or something like that or they're in the newspaper or you know one of those websites one of those craigslist types of websites i'm not saying that um that i think that that's a minority um however what i have noticed and i noticed this when i was tutoring math is that the degrees of separation between a prostitute and a non-prostitute is significantly fewer than the degrees of sep in the black community uh, significantly fewer than the degrees of separation between a prostitute and a non-prostitute in the white community let's take a woman called becky for example right Somebody said, what did you do? I tutored math. What the hell? No, no, listen, that story, the 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 instance that I came across had nothing with me, like had nothing to do with me soliciting or, you know, being with a prostitute or anything like that. It had nothing to do with that it, or or trying to pimp her out. Uh, no, it was just her attitude towards it. Um, her attitude towards it was like, might as well. Like, why not? You know? Um, and she wasn't talking to me. She was talking to somebody else, um, another dude, her own age. And, um, uh, well, I say that like I was older than her. I, I couldn't have been like maybe like three, four years older than her. But um, anyway, it was just like uh, they had a very why not attitude towards prostitution. Um, and I noticed with other races that they have more of a why should I prostitute myself versus a why not prostitute myself? And also what I notice is that in a black community, there's very few degrees of separation between prostitute females and non-prostitute females. Um, everybody that you know 
all the women that you know who are not a prostitute, if she's black, she either knows a prostitute directly, meaning that she, her close friend is a prostitute. The woman who, if she does hair, I talked to a woman who does hair, um, she is doing the hair of a prostitute. She, she has direct dealings with a prostitute on a regular basis. It is, it is tightly knit into their circle. Same with the social worker. Is she, she knows prostitutes um, and she probably knows other little girls who are prostitutes and she just turns a blind eye to it, obviously, you know, but it's, and so there's that. And then there's the ones who just directly have it in their family. Like she's not a prostitute, but her cousin's a prostitute or her sister's a prostitute or her mother was one, you know? So they have like a very close relationship to prostitution. And even if you don't, let's just say you don't know some, you don't, you know, a black woman, but um, she knows, she doesn't know any prostitutes. She does know someone who knows someone who is a prostitute, which means that they are always at least two degrees of separation from prostitution. Why is that important? Because there's an tendency to embrace it. Like after a while, because you're embracing the person, you're embracing the mentality behind it. you're embracing the action. It doesn't seem as wrong. It just seems like, you know, oh yeah, Keisha does it. Oh yeah, you know, such and such does it. It's really no big deal. And this is what I got from the chick in the, um, in the, the, in the math tutor session. She's like, you know, hey, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that you do. It's something that, you, you know, it's, it's just something that people do. I don't like my job either, you know, and that attitude is something that's far too prevalent in the black community. Don't get me wrong. I don't really mind the fact that prostitutes exist. However, it is not a decision that should be taken lightly. And also, and here's another thing I noticed. And this is because I do the math on stuff. Um, and I also talked to this one stripper. I've been to a strip club like five times in my life. And I talked to one of them. Um, I could have fucked her too, but I don't want to fuck her because for one, she was pregnant and not showing. And for two, she had a boyfriend and he was, I think we were at war. I think that this was like, this was like a little bit after 9-11. So I think that we were in the wrong country and he was there fighting a war while she's in the strip club, pregnant, letting somebody else hit it because he, because, you know, because she likes smart dudes. That didn't sit well with me. I, I, I got more respect for, for military brothers like that. And besides, even though she wasn't showing, just knowing that... Is, just knowing that it's there, just just knowing that somebody else's kid is like right there next to my dick bothered me. So it was a whole bunch of things. Anyway, 
the point of the story was she wasn't a top chick at the strip club. She wasn't like the number one pick at the strip club. Far from it, right? And um, she was telling me that she don't make that much money that she went to one of those trade schools during the day and she also worked at Walmart, you know, and that's, that's how she's keeping stuff together. That combined with her, her fiance being in the military was, was how she kept stuff together. But the strip club wasn't money enough to sustain her, not by a long shot, considering all the other streams of income she had just to keep uh, basic necessities going. So I'm, um, I'm thinking like, okay, actually it makes sense. Cause I look around and trust me, I got a feeling that it's different in the South, particularly places like, like uh, Texas or Atlanta or Miami. I think that those are like major strip club hubs here. It's not that type of stuff for whatever reason. So, um, she was telling me that and then I took a look around and I was like, yeah, there's there's like maybe 25 women here and there may be like eight men here, including myself and my partner. So I was like, yeah, it's it's not enough money going around. So they can't possibly be making that much money. And um, and then I got to thinking, like, I get the feeling, I strongly suspect that there are more prostitutes than there are men willing to solicit prostitutes. So for that reason, they can't be making that much money either. However, if you ask the stripper or the prostitute how much they make, they'll lie. They'll immediately lie. And they all live like Diamond on, like Lisa Ray on, um, on Players Club. And they all, you know, um, pay their rent, buy a Honda Accord, and take care of their kid. And... Um, and and pay their tuition, their their university tuition, all off of lap dances. Like they just cobble together $10 lap dances and then they pay an entire university's tuition off of that. Like they will have you believe that. That is that much money in it for the rank and file female. Same as OnlyFans. It is not that lucrative. But the women... The women lie because they don't want to make it seem like they're popping pussy for pennies. For pennies, ha! Huh, I like that popping pussy for pennies. They don't want to look like they're popping pussy for pennies, so they just say, "Oh yeah, I'm doing this because you know I make big money doing this. It's big money. It's big, big money." You know, you watch you watch uh, Players Club, and then you watch um, you watch what's P Valley. You watch P Valley, and it's like you know, it's like the whole stage is full of ones and stuff.
So yeah, somebody was saying, um, yeah, they get like sixty cents or uh, excuse me, yeah, sixty cents per a thousand views. And you know, don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure there are chicks at the top who makes top dollars if you got top titties. But you know, most chicks, I doubt that they're making much. You know, and in fact, I think somebody brought it to my attention that they don't make that much on OnlyFans. I, I just doubt that prostitutes are making that much money. Um, Middle tier prostitutes are making that much money. But they are enticing these girls to do it. And there, there doesn't seem to be a social deterrent for black girls to not be prostitutes. I mean, here we have a situation where she was just outright encouraged by a and she was kind of like leveraged into it. It's like, you want some food? Suck some dick. Dick food, dick food, dick food. It's like, damn, can't you just get her some food? And somebody said that they give these chicks. Here, I'll do this. I'll do this since I'm already over. Somebody said that they just um, give these chicks money for food expecting a 14 year old to manage her food budget properly and not wind up hungry at the end of the month i mean yes she should be able to do that but chances are they're not i mean it's it's almost like they're setting these chicks up to hoe that combined with coming from a, a community that doesn't really shame it, you know, that kind of embraces it. Um, some women actually think that um, that it's part of the path to womanhood. And it's unfortunate. And this is another thing. It's unfortunate that that, that prostitution, being a hoe, is ranked higher on the social totem pole than a housewife. A black chick who becomes a housewife or a submissive wife or something like that or, or whatever, she would be discouraged from doing that. But if a chick say, oh yeah, I'm a hoe, she wouldn't be discouraged from being a hoe at all. Hoeing is okay. What's not okay is being a housewife. Housewife bad, whole good. That is the dynamic that they have created for themselves. And the social workers don't care. Society at large don't care. If what do people say in the um, in the chat room is true, and this is a federally funded enterprise. then shouldn't it be um, more money in it? Like, shouldn't they have, like, something? Like, listen, shouldn't they have, like, boarding school for these kids? And if you need more money, you know where you get that money from? Welfare. Welfare. Why are you paying a woman to take care of her own damn kids? 
So you cut welfare, and if you can't feed your kids, then you send them to where the money that we cut from you is going. And that is into the kids. Somebody says, um, if you're going to degrade yourself, uh, you can't be broke. I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to call it degrading. Um, I'm just going to say that it's not for everybody. And those who it is not for should not be encouraged to do it. They should definitely be discouraged to do it. Um, but um, yeah, it, and there's a lot of broke prostitutes. There's a lot of women who are both prostitutes and broke. That's that's just a, you see. There's an invisible bag that bitches try to pretend like they're getting. They're not getting a bag like that in these lifestyles. Like they're just claiming a bag so they can justify the um, their actions. Hold on. If they hit that Chicago sing singer with RICO charges, they need to um, charge the CPS lady. Um, yeah, I do agree. I, I don't really know the details of what's going on with with Ara, but um, apparently, um, now here's the thing about him. I actually seen the video um, when it first came out back in VHS days. I actually seen the video and Two things that came to my head. The first thing was that this is a nasty ass nigga. That was the first thing that came to my head. Like, this is a nasty ass nigga. Um, to do some stuff like this. And um, you have to be wired a particular way because he did things that I didn't even know humans could do. Like, never in my life did I piss right after coming or come right after pissing. I never done nothing like that. I don't even know if I can. And I'm not even talking about like during sex or, or stuff like that. I'm talking about like even like jacking off. Like I, I I don't even know if I can. And I don't think I'm the only one. I think that that is just some unnatural stuff. He was doing, he, it was like damn near right at the same time, like right after another. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Like, I was like, what the hell? How in the fuck is this nigga wired? So that's the first thing. First thing that came to my head, like, this is a nasty-ass nigga. The second thing that came to my head was that um, it was obvious. It was obvious. Um, their age was obvious. This wasn't a situation where um, he could say that they were lying, like they deceived him. Um, it was definitely obvious, even if not, because I wasn't was I really wasn't watching it, watching it. But um, even if it's even if it wasn't for that, 
actually, I didn't even see it. I just heard about it. But even if it were that, um, you can hear in their voice that they were that they were young. So, oh, and it was definitely him. It wasn't a cousin or anything like that. It, he, I remember there was a point where he was saying it was his cousin. Um, so it wasn't that either. So yeah, um, that's that was my conclusion from that. It was cousin. He's a nasty ass nigga, and they were obviously underage. Now, um, as I understand it, with him, they um, they got their parents' consent. So that's that should be the end of that. I don't know what he's locked up for because I don't know the details of it, but. Um, at least in that instance, that's how he got off because they were, it was consensual. Like Aaliyah was, um, Aaliyah was young and, you know, it was consensual. And I think that this may have been even in a state that, um, that, you know, um, I, I think that New York, the age of consent is younger than here in Cali. So, yeah, but that's, that's here nor there. But nevertheless, uh, what you say is true. She should go down for it. She should definitely go under. She should be there in the man's prison with R, just like um, just like he is, because you're doing it under the and because your face is um, um, blurred. You could just go. You could be in Dallas next week. Hell, you could be in Cali next week. She could be in Nebraska. She could be in New York City. Like, she could be anywhere as, as opposed to where she should be, and that is in jail. Anyway, I'd like to thank the Cash Apps and Super Chats, managers and moderators, those who are listening silently, and those who participate in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button. Um, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Breaking news. Hold on. I got to say something about this because this is some bullshit. This is some bullshit. Hold on. Hold on. Let me bring it up. Like, I was checking for cash apps. And none of y'all cash app. But I was checking for cash apps. And, um... I got this. Hold on. Uh, I don't want to make another stream. Or just actually, you know something? I'm gonna make another stream. You're right, Zone. I'm gonna make another stream on this. All right. So thanks to the to the cash apps and the super chats, managers and moderators, those who listen silently, and those who participate in, in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out. This is Game Changer 0010. Game over. Peace.